0: what's up hot queens <laughs> did you bring the baby gherkins
1: <laughs> this is when i really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast Absolutely. i hate to see it Waste the potential are you <laughs> drunk <laughs> Damn, I'm
0: so drunk right now <laughs>
1: Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Clarabel A. Ortega. I'm Ryan LaSala, and we're two authors
0: reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. So we have got another exciting episode of Model Land for our listeners today, and dare (laughs) I say this promises to be the most exciting episode yet. There's a ton ahead of us. Both of us are having, like, a mental breakdown about it, so you can rest assured Mm -hmm. this is going to be a doozy of an episode. But before we get to it, a quick reminder to find and rate the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so that we can reach even more readers, well, listeners, readers, you know what I mean. And find us on Discord. That link is in the show note to discuss the episode after you're done listening. And of course, we are on... All social media. So find us on Twitter at Bad Author Pod and on Instagram
1: at Bad Author Book Club. Today's episode is Chapter Forty Three of Modeland by Tyra Banks. Porcelain living dolls. <laughs> doll check the doll. At this point,
0: the dolls of the doll. Like that's all I ever can think of with this. Uh,
1: w- what
0: <laughs> that like? It's like a TikTok sound. The dolls are the dolls. Oh, I don't know that sound. That's, it's probably for the better. So it has not, <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with with this. But my, I think
1: if you stay off TikTok for like a week, you don't know anything that's happening. And yeah. I haven't been on TikTok for like three weeks, oh, so you're obsolete. I'm yeah, I'm obsolete.
0: You're you're designed for only one thing at this point, which is model land. That's, yeah, all, I, that's all I feel like I could talk about. It's it's become so, like, integral to my identity to, like, talk about Model Land. It comes up all the time. Like, in interviews, people bring it up. Bad Author Book Club. And I'm, like, talking about it more than I'm talking about my own books.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's so interesting. And, like, today, I went back to look for something in the early chapters. Mm-hmm. And I, I seriously look back at the beginning of this book with such nostalgia. Because, like, yeah. it really did pull us both out of like the deep end during the pandemic. Right. And like we were both like, what's the point of living? Right. And then Model Land was like, this is the point. Yeah. This is me. your reason. I am the reason. <laughs> the, Huba Sank wrote that song about me. The reason is you the, and the you is Model Land. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I hope everyone followed that. I followed
1: it step by step. But
0: no, it's so true. This book has given me so it's like you know what it's like it's like when you give dogs something to like calm their anxiety like a, like a toy or something to like get like to like right. think about like a puzzle or whatever like that's what this book is to me it's like fascinating and frustrating and having like a community to talk about it with it's everything we dreamed so like every week so, like tuning so into it discord it's like such a blast and like the fan art and like all I I love it and this is, podcast has really turned into like such a thing that I look forward to, and I, while you look at the beginning of the book with nostalgia, I feel like a lot of dread finishing the book, because, first of all, narratively, nothing I know is going to wrap up well, and also, <laughs> I'm just like, what are, what are we going to do after? And we have plans for after the right. second season to, to plan out, which we'll get to soon, but I, I, as we get to these final chapters, there's just a lot going on, so... Buckle up, sissies! Because yeah. my god, this chapter's <laughs> this chapter is twenty pages long, which in Model Land is very long for a chapter. Most of the very chapters long. that even like single episode chapters that we do
1: are maybe at most like twelve pages, right? And because the writing is so dense, yeah, it just feels so much longer. Like usually twenty pages is not a big deal no. for either of us to read, no. but when it comes to this book, and when it comes to this part of the book where there's a lot being revealed Mm -hmm. um, it was just very overwhelming so you will understand why we broke this up into it's own separate episode yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ so we were supposed to record this last recording session too but you and I both were like we can't no there Do was this. no way there was, no there was way. just
1: no way we could so okay so for those of you who you know didn't listen to the last episode for some reason we were you know in the with the flashback females no. and we were sort of seeing the origin story of like how creamy and and the belladonna and persimmon knew each other right. and it turns out that they were all bellas at the same time at model Land. Mm-hmm. they were students trying to become Sevens slash intoxabellas, which is the same thing, right? So, when we start this chapter, we're pulled out of the memory that shows them, you know, that reveal. Um, and Creamy and the Belladonna are like two inches, their faces are two inches apart, it says, so they're like in a literal <laughs> confrontation, like face to face. And we find out something really interesting that I wish wasn't real, but it's that Creamy's real name. Is cream a lot of defecate? <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It no, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Tookie's
0: eyes widened. She could hardly believe what she was hearing. Cream a lot of defecate. Disgusting. And I was like, is there a reason for this? It, I think it's just to villainize creamy in like right. the cartoonish way that, like, you know. Madame horrible. like, you know, like, those types right. of names for just, just evil people. And so, yeah, right. my last name's Defecake. which, if you're non, like, um, if English is, is not your first language, just the joke here is defecation means to poop. And that's what this is, that's yeah. what the name, um... Is referring to, and I don't know why. I really don't, and we don't dwell on it. The chapter moves right along, and
1: which I I feel like if they would have made her had like IBS or something, would have made <laughs> a lot more sense. But it also feels very middle grade. Like this is a very middle grade thing to do, right? Yeah, like a poop there joke, are yeah. right there, and also like an obvious name like this, right? For like a villain, like right. in Witchlings, there are some people who aren't great, and their last name is Dimblewit, right? Because it's yeah. like. Uh, it, They're dumbasses, duh. and it's very obvious. But to do it for a young adult, I guess Tyra can do what she wants, but yeah. She, she really work.
0: certainly has been doing what she what she wants, despite mm. all of our advisory. Nothing's she changing. Cannot, she
1: cannot be tamed, okay? No. no. So, Creamy... Uh, Tookie is like, why didn't you ever tell me you were a Bella? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And Creamy's like, get over it. It was one minor detail of my life. And Tookie then starts
0: to think, like, oh, like, this... Is this like how she knew so much about like Modeland? Is this how she right. knew that Miracle will get chosen? Which a she didn't know. Well, I guess she seemed pretty sure in the beginning, so that's fine. But then we get a new rule, and out of uh. it, basically the book says daughters of Intoxibelis had almost one hundred percent chance of getting into Modeland. We've never heard that before at all. At this all. is the
1: first time we're giving this information, and it this is actually a really good moment to like teach this lesson when it comes to fantasy mm-hmm. or things that have like mystery wrapped up in them. Yeah. You never want the moment that a reveal is happening to be the moment where you're sort of like setting the rule for like why that reveal is like a big deal. Right. So like when we found out about the smises in the very beginning and probably like it should have been mentioned again. Maybe there was somebody else who was like a legacy in Toxabella, yeah, right? That
0: sense.
1: I think. Or during the day of discovery, it would have been a perfect time to also mention it. Like maybe the legacies were like all lined up, ready to be like snatched into the sky or whatever, because they knew they were going to be chosen. But because this is the first time we're hearing about this rule, it feels very sort of like shoehorned in, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel impactful because like before it could have been like, oh. An, a, a hint as to the fact that this is why Creamy knows all these things. This is why, you know, she knows that Miracle's gonna get chosen, why she's so sure of it. But I think. Tyra really suffered from something that you pointed out, which is, like, trying to hold too much back. Yeah. Because, like, you don't trust the reader, and, like, you don't know how to, like, seed the information in, in a way that's not obvious, in your opinion. Yeah. So you just hold it all back until the very end, and suddenly we're given all these rules, all this information, but it doesn't really feel like a big thing, because we... We we It's out of left field, basically.
0: Right. Shock is a sensation. It's not a calculation. We feel Mm. shock when something surprises us. But authors often, like new authors, and I actually even got this note in my most recent manuscript for my fourth book. uh, It's that like in a big climactic moment, trying to like intellectualize it by adding in like fun new rules that kind of make sense of things. Uh, it's inelegant and it's not a fun experience as a reader if you're trying to like pan out, look away from the action and think to yourself, "Wait, so how does this make sense? All those details should already be there, sort of right. in the groundwork of the book, and they should assemble mm-hmm. really quickly in the emotion of shock, but you can't be adding new like Lego pieces during the climax it like doesn't make sense so yeah. totally agree with you and Tookie's obviously like she's so shocked that her mom's a intoxabella oh but it all makes sense and ooh, ooh, ooh siren. Tyra's,
1: Tyra's coming Tyra's to get you. Tyra's
0: coming. Oh my god, Tyra male, and the male is a truck through my front window. Um, <laughs> we get, so then the flashback females are like, alright, next flashback, which I'm like, how does this work? Like, previously, Creamy had to, like, drive the flashback, right? Because she was like, I'll show you everything. Now the flashback females have basically, like, they're substitute teachers for, like, Tyra's ability to narrate, and they're like, we're just gonna show you, like, what we think's important.
1: Yeah, I was, I was gonna ask you about that, too, because, like, did you feel almost like because i know that it's like tell us like the history between the two of us sure but like how did they choose what was like the most important moments like why didn't they show everything like suddenly they only show like what's narratively important like according to this whole um situation that's unfolding it felt kind of again, not very well done.
0: Yeah, it would be different. Like, the fact that they're called flashback females, I'm like, they're clearly here to provide the useful flashbacks to contextualize all of this. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I agree. The, like, you and I are trying to, like, make a magic system make sense in the context <laughs> of the ooh spa in Mama Land. And it's not gonna happen. But we're swept to a new flashback one later in like the basically in the past where it's a fashion show. All the girls, the old uh, Bellas, are getting ready. So remember, that's Percy, LaDonna, who's the Bella Donna, mm-hmm. uh, and um, Cream a lot of Defcake or whatever her name is. Awful. Awful. Let's
1: not call like, her. Let's not say that again. Please. I refuse. We people need <laughs> yeah. to know.
0: And they are getting ready for a show. There's a lot of description here, but basically they're in beautiful gowns and Percy is being, they're being dressed by those like hands, those magical hands that dress the girls behind the scenes, which literally complete erasure of stylists in the fashion industry, but like Tyra will let it go. Uh, And um, by magic, they're getting dressed. Percy is in the most elaborate outfit. She's clearly the most talented. She's like the headlining model of the show. That's what you need to know about like the Mm -hmm. hierarchy
1: here. So Ladonna gestures for someone to come backstage, and it they're described as a warm skinned man.
0: What? What's that mean? It's like to a warm you? undertone, right?
1: Yeah. Is he brown? Like is he black? Like what does warm mean? He's like, warm. He's got a temperature. He's got a fever. So so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but like warm skinned, I was like, what is warm? skin mean anyway it, I, it,
0: it's a it's a brown person i think that's what okay. i think that's what she, she okay. means by this okay
1: so 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 she introduces um <laughs> the, well, i'm just i'm just like thinking about like tyra's like hesitant to say like skin color in this book is yeah. like really interesting to me but anyway um so LaDonna introduces the man um, to Creamy and Percy as the first love of her life.
0: (laughs) And only, yes, this is him, the first and only love of my life. So she's having like a secret affair with this man and the girls immediately are like, holy hell, bitch, that's a civilian. You can't fuck a civilian.
1: Yeah, well, CL says that. Oh, CL says CL that, says right. says that, yeah. Because some, well, they're watching the memory and sometimes they will, like, commentate on it, right? Right. So CL says that but, and then Belladonna shrieks, be quiet! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually in the past, like, Percy, she's like, if
0: you're happy, I'm happy. Emphasis on, like, you know, I specifically am happy. And then uh, Creamy in a second will be like, I can't let you do this. Like, you can't right. date a civilian. And this, oh, God, this kills me. I know we're going quick, guys. There's just a lot to cover. But she... Creamy goes, you're breaking the rules. And uh, Tookie, like, whispers to CL, like, they're watching... This reminds me of, like... Remember, like, Mystery Theater 3000 or whatever that show where it was, like, robots watching old movies? I know. Never mind. Okay. Well, anyhow, like... so. <laughs> I'm sure other people know what it is, but...
1: Yeah. I have, I have never watched it.
0: They're commenting on the flashback as it's happening, like you said, and... CL fills in that, like, oh, well, that's the cardinal rule of model land, that you're not allowed to date civilians. Did we know that?
1: Has that ever been mentioned No, I don't think so. Oh, so the cardinal
0: rule of model land? The cardinal, the most fundamental rule of model land has been missing this entire time, and we're learning it now on page 505?
1: Right. And also, like, what a stupid thing to waste that on. Like, this one story that didn't affect anything else, wouldn't it have made a lot more sense... For, like, Tookie and Bravo's relationship, I'm doing air quotes, to also be sort of, like, forbidden. I totally so agree. be, like, a parallel of this. But instead, it was, like, no, no love is allowed at all. Which is, like, so vague and stupid. Right. Like, I feel like it would have made a lot more sense to have, like, a, like a more defined rule, and to make Tookie also be someone who broke Suffers it. Suffers from it. Right, right. it mm-hmm. would de- And
0: it would crystallize the hypocrisy that we're supposed to right. feel. Because CL is even like, oh, like, now that I know this about the Belladonna, she had a secret civilian boyfriend, like, I'm never gonna let her torture me again for being off-message, which is a very weird way of putting all of the stuff that went down with CL two chapters ago when her friends died and she turned them into obelisks. Like, okay, <laughs>
1: sure. That's what I'm gonna do to you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, <when you're laughs> honey i can't wait whichever one whichever <laughs> of us dies first and i obel- promise to turn the other one into an devin obelisk.
0: rump i've got a zoning thing to file and an novelist <laughs> to erect but so they're like having this conversation and they are like they're nervously go they're about to go on stage and this was funny uh Ladonna is like secretly holding hands with like this man <laughs> and she's using her like clutch purse to to block them holding hands and I'm like okay yeah so the only guy backstage the only civilian and like you are hiding him via a clutch purse and she uses it again when she gives him like a like a kiss on his warm skinned cheek she like uses it and I'm like have you ever seen a clutch
1: purse they're very tiny I guess there's oversized ones um but yeah I laughed at that part too because she's like maneuvering it around to like um, <laughs> cover everything they do and I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure people can tell what's happening. Right. right. Um, it's pretty obvious
0: to everyone. Also, what is
1: he bringing backstage? I don't know that he was bringing anything backstage. I thought he was just like wishing her good luck. She says drop this off the stuff and work next to me. We're safe back here. Oh yeah,
0: magical hands scurried over and began to rummage through the items he'd unpacked. Gracefully and secretly the man reached for LaDonna's pink. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, he has a crate on wheels. He began to unload it. I, that's, I have no idea what this man has or what he brought. And it's not mentioned ever, but he's delivering something. Maybe it's just his cover for, like, getting backstage. I guess. He's, like, a worker or something like that. Anyways. Yeah. The girls go on stage except for Creamy, who is being serendipitously undressed by the hands during this next scene and she is like, you're breaking the rules and the man's like, they're stupid and she's like <laughs> she's like, well guess what? I like to break the rules
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh God oh oh my god. also this is so stupid, but it made me laugh that like Ladonna and Percy literally... Skipped away toward the front of the fashion show lineup, like skipping, like In dresses. It yeah, and like how they're not twelve. Like, why are they skipping anywhere?
0: I just got back from skipping, actually. So that's
1: actually really offensive. Yeah, well, I'm ageist <laughs> <laughs> No twelve-year-olds, anti-twelve-year-old. I'm a foe of the middle-grade children. I've heard and that. Spread the I word. Send me to cancel Here you um, go. um so creamy like immediately begins to accost this man and then it describes him like hopping on a low beam that surrounds the backstage had a very hard time picturing this why are there beams back there fine yeah why is he hopping Um, he's
0: like to get away from her he does like gymnastics
1: and he has perfect balance
0: important
1: so at this moment i'm like chris kremkabat yeah chris
0: is that you chris kremkabat and like you think that toki would like no, right? Like she's looking at her dad from like a few years ago, but she doesn't mm-hmm. react to that. But Tyra is very intentional with the details we put in. Like as we know, like details like this, like it's never just like, it, it, like they matter. Things like this when they feel right. out of the blue, like this is. Tyra has a very specific like type of detail. It's either something like hyper specific, or it's something that's complete nonsense, and you can really tell right. the difference. So that that's important. His perfect balance, and and then. The scene ends with, like, him basically, like, turning Creamy down. And Ciel's like, ooh, that mother of yours, she's trouble. And uh, then we go to a new a new flashback. Oh, my God. Just buckle up.
1: This is yeah, This was crazy. Yeah, this is very crazy. So, we're whooshed. I didn't know that you could... I knew something could whoosh by, like, a train, but yeah. I didn't know you could whoosh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like that a lot. Yeah, I, like, um, I do like the whooshing. Um, so they're whooshed into, uh, transported into the model land grounds. The old grounds. Yeah. Yeah. And they all follow young Percy into the D. Mm-hmm. Someone is wailing like an animal. And we know it's LaDonna. Yeah. And LaDonna is in pain. She is slumped, um, over the toilet. And Tookie's like, oh, I know what that feels like when I ate too much chocolate one time. Now that's why I can't eat chocolate anymore. It's me, Tyra Banks. (laughs) I hate hate chocolate, famously. So so Percy is like, like, kind of worried, like, what's going on? She's outside of the bathroom and then... Um, LaDonna's in the stall and you hear a splash. Wait
0: she like gets up off the floor and sits on the toilet. Right. There's a huge
1: splash. splash. And then a cry a piercing cry. Not
0: the cry of a young girl sick with food poisoning but that of a baby.
1: LaDonna just had a baby in the toilet. <laughs> yeah like I never saw this coming. She's Secret. I didn't know I was pregnant. Secret toilet. On TLC <laughs> yeah. at 9 p.m. Yeah. tonight. I don't know what what channel it's on, but it feels like TLC. <laughs> so the baby is born. Yeah. Immediately <laughs> after the baby's born, the Queen Belladonna, so Ladonna's mother, is at the bathroom door. Why like,
0: is she there? No one, she doesn't have anybody, like, she doesn't have a secretary. She doesn't have an assistant to go do things not for Not
1: only that, but, like, isn't she magic? Like, can't she just, like, manifest inside of soap dispenser or something like yeah. why is she like knocking on the fucking door when like she's clearly like of a lineage of like like mage royalty. Yeah. also I just want to talk about the fact that like her mom was the queen belladonna she's the belladonna wasn't their term like five or ten years or something like yes. that how is that how is that supposed to work? I have a question exactly. about that
0: later that does actually okay. come up later as well too I don't okay. understand what the terms are like I'm assuming It's an unreal thing, but clearly there's like royal lineage. Because a lot of this chapter has to do with like the fact that, like, you're a princess, basically. I'm like, right, you
1: have like royal blood or whatever. Royal blood, right? Like,
0: you you can't have a secret bathroom urinal baby. By the way, this reminded me of Creamy saying in the last chapter, remember, she's like, I heard a rumor that she sold her. Soul at a bus stop in a urinal or something like that. I think she was, refer- or like, referencing the toilet baby. I think it was oh. Creamy. Like, that was, like... Now it makes sense. It's like, oh, that was Creamy's, like, veiled threat at LaDonna. Basically being, like, you, you know, if you don't admit miracle, I'm going to tell people about your toilet baby. I, I think. I don't really know. It would be helpful if Tookie had that thought and was like, oh, now I know what Creamy meant. Tookie has no but thoughts. Creamy Yeah, but Tookie, Tookie's, like, too passive to even really, like... Digest any of this, but right. Okay, so the queen shows up. The queen Baladon. She shows up and she's like, "Let me in!" and um, and she barges in and open uh, the, the the door opens up. Uh, Percy opens up the door to like the stall, and in the stall is Ladonna and her baby. And it was at this precise moment that I realized Creamy is not in her own flashback. Creamy's not in the scene. How are no. we? How did we get here? What? I don't know. Yeah. Why why are we... Made
1: a rule, immediately broke it. Right.
0: Like, the last chapter was so specific that Creamy has to be the one to, like, consent to her flashback being given. And the Belladonna has been screaming no this entire time. And now we're not in Creamy's flashback. We're in Belladonna's flashback. And
1: I, I suppose it could be Percy's too, because I'm like she, true. she's there. We followed her originally. So it's like her POV. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But like we switched from person to person all of a sudden. Right. Like when did that happen? I don't know. Anyway. So it said, it mentions that the baby has light gray eyes. Bright
0: gray eyes.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if anyone's keeping notes of who has bright gray eyes, but let's continue. <laughs> um, So LaDonna's like, I didn't know I was pregnant. Right. I don't know what's happening. They don't have, period. And, they don't
0: menstruate. Remember? Like.
1: Which is also begs the question, how did they, she get pregnant? <laughs> if she doesn't menstruate, you famously need your period in order to have a baby. Well,
0: well <laughs> not in model land. She has no period. You didn't know. She didn't even show. And she's like which minor thing here percy takes the baby and wraps it in her centura just to like keep it yeah. warm um but she's like talking to her mom who's like get rid of that baby and she's like
1: oh no well that hasn't happened yet before the mom comes in percy wraps the baby in her centura and then the door opens
0: that's okay right so yeah. order of operations they try to yeah. like swaddle the baby the mom comes in she's like yeah. i didn't know i was pregnant i didn't even show and the queen is like, a mother always knows. Always
1: knows, mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, and she immediately is like, it's from that common civilian, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And LaDonna's like, he's not common. I'm in love. There is a very Ariel from the Little Mermaid moment. Mm-hmm. Daddy, I love him. Yeah. And yeah. the queen, Belladonna is like, there's no room for love here at Modeland. not here, not now, not ever. Do you hear me? Then she grabs the baby from Percy's weak arms and is like glaring at the baby. Like it's made of bile. It says, which mm-hmm. is awful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible. Also, this does, um, hearken back to the, remember that when the belladonna had her like spooky school assembly after Desperado left, that mm-hmm. whole thing was like an echo of this as it turns out. Cause she says like there's no love at model and like no love allowed like desperata is disgusting for doing what she did and i'm like oh like this is supposed to sort of be like a cycle of abuse like hurt people hurt people type of type of thing so now we know now we know where she gets it and the rest of the scene plays out as you can imagine with the belladonna being like no like you need to be punished for this
1: right and we're going to um she's like what's gonna happen to the baby um and uh the uh, queen belladonna is like we're giving it to um its father like he can raise it right. and turns on persimmon yeah like how dare you like um wrap the Swung baby in your sacred yeah. centura and it's like okay then why didn't like zarpeza get in huge trouble for hiding uh tookies that one time if they're quote-unquote sacred like right. this is the first time we hear about them being Sacred, right? I, they're important, but like, when have they ever been sacred? I don't know what they do.
0: I have no idea what a is They does. sent
1: you, they, they snatch, snatch your waist. The waist. Yeah, and they like, they
0: like make like sexy hand motions. That's all I remember about the centuris. Yeah. But they're pointless.
1: They're pointless.
0: But the queen is still pissed that that Percy yeah. used one, and she's like, "Your time at model One has come to an end." Um, Goodbye. because like, and she's also like, because you hid this from me and Percy's like, I didn't even know she was pregnant. She I even... just found
1: out. You, literally. We just, both we found all were finding like... out
0: together. We all saw this baby fall out of her into the toilet at the same time. Like, how could I have hidden it? And she looks to LaDonna to be like, duh, like, can't you say anything to your mom on my behalf? And LaDonna is like devastated from having her baby stolen, so she doesn't say anything on her friend's behalf, which is important. Yeah, and instead, what happens is the queen is like, "You can either leave and go back to that like cult that raised you. Well, we don't really learn about the cult, but there's a cult that's mentioned." The Cult of Persecution.
1: I think it was mentioned at some point, like maybe really early on. Oh, maybe. But I can't remember what it actually is. And it was mentioned maybe like once, like right. 500 pages ago. So I don't remember.
0: Literally. And so Percy can either go back to that or she has a choice and she can sail at Model Land, but in a different form, not Isabella. And so Percy chooses to stay. And uh, we know what happens to Percy because Percy becomes Persimmon, who's a mannequin
1: why don't they just say it though do you realize that she's like you know what your choice is like what you can pick and like they're still not saying like you become a mannequin like they're not saying what it is it's just sort of like they allude to it but why we already know what happens why not reveal the name in that moment why this like like, air of mystery maybe because it's like such a
0: horrible fate that like it's shrouded in like sort of a taboo nature so they can't say it um, I guess so. I didn't like that. I also think that at this point it's a secret to the Bellas that failed Bellas become Mannequins, although somehow like Percy knows this. So I don't really know. But the the point is, is like this is this is how Percy's fate is sealed, though. It's because her friend doesn't stick up for her, which I also thought was kind of cruel, because like Ladonna literally just gave surprise birth, and I don't know that she can be expected to like have a huge confrontation right after something that's so. Traumatic, so it feels a little unfair. Right, she's also a
1: kid. Yeah, she's like a
0: child. Yeah, I
1: think that probably, I don't know. I guess maybe what the Belladonna is upset about is that like Persimmon didn't tell her about oh the affair, the boy, the boyfriend. But she clearly already knew about it. So like, what the fuck does it matter? But I guess it was a test. It's a test.
0: Yeah, it's all all about loyalty. So, the baby's stolen and the female the flashback females go moving on now and
1: they (laughs) how convenient they
0: switch to a flashback that belongs to nobody in the room they suddenly go to peppertown to the outside of the like the man like the father's house and Mm. literally no one in the room is able to have this flashback because no one's there the person sent to deliver the baby is a statue (laughs)
1: It's me. <laughs> it's
0: a statue of the Queen Belladonna, like dropping the baby off, like stork style, on the stoop, and the man does. He goes to pick the baby up, and this is such a crazy line. I'm just gonna read it out loud. Then gracefully, he swooped down as though he was about to do a handstand, and took the baby up in his arms. What does that even look like? How does how does one bend down like they're about to do a handstand, but like come up with a baby? I
1: have no idea.
0: How, how um, are we seeing this? No one in the room is able to have this flashback. The, the, these flashback females are just... This is just television at this point.
1: Yeah, they're just, like, going into people's minds left and right. And also, um, another thing that I thought was interesting was the environment that they're in looks exactly like what the Ua walls look like. So, like, where the dad is, yeah. basically... Um, the Belladonna was recreating that in her spa area. That's really nice. Even
0: though that, actually. she's
1: like very against love now. I don't know. She's anyway. Like,
0: she's using it to like self soothe. It's like she's reminiscing yeah. she's pretending that she was, you know, in that area. That that's actually a really good detail that I didn't even think about. Yeah.
1: So so we see this person with with a baby and it's a huge space full of leather, buttons, soles, laces and shoes 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 on every surface so she creeps up Tookie creeps up to the baby in the memory and then we find out who it is and Tookie's like I know I know that man that's wingtip
0: well yeah which like <laughs> dun dun dun, huge twist but you're being so generous because actually what happens <laughs> is that he puts the baby in a shoe
1: that's Tookie actually
0: says I know that shoe so Tookie's deduction here is that wingtip is the only person she knows who also has shoes like that's what she's. saying. Yeah. She I know that shoe that that baby first I don't know like how small this baby is that it's literally fitting inside of a shoe tiny T-tiny, tiny tiny preemie baby and she puts the baby in a shoe and that's what like clues us into the fact that she's like oh my god I know that specific shoe which like is such a crazy form of deduction right like it could be oh i saw the man's face clearly for the first time or you know anything else other than like i recognize this one shoe from presumably decades ago you know that this baby is inside it's so weird so yeah the the baby the baby's in a shoe wingtip and the belladonna had an affair
1: yes not even an affair
0: they just were in love they no no one was married they they consented and they had a baby
1: Yes, so um, that is reveal, I guess, number two of of on a, n- well, number three if you if you count uh, Creamy's name being Creamy Malata, okay. <laughs> yes, um, which I am counting. <laughs> so everyone whooshes out of the flashback again, and they're in the ooh-ah, and Tookie's like, "You always told me to stay away from that man." Mm-hmm. Um, but you knew him all along. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she knew him and he was terrible. Like, that's not really very good logic. Like, who cares if she told you to stay away from him? Like, it's not about you right It would be now. different also
0: if, like, this man showed up constantly to, like, check on Tookie. Like, didn't, oh, or did he? I mean, didn't Tookie say that, like, wingtip I see all the time and we, like, walk home together from school?
1: I think there was something. Like, a throwaway line. Like, she had seen him on the way home from school. I don't think they walked Together. So, I think they only really interacted once.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I guess, like, I would have loved a little bit more setup to make sense of Tookie being like, oh, like, this is why you always shoot off this man, and like, this is who this man actually was. And I don't know. Creamy ev- eventually is like, that man is disgusting, and he always has been. The Belladonna is like, that man has a name, <laughs> and his name is Ray Faye. <laughs> Wing just- Wingtip's name is Ray Faye. Two words. I'm just
1: going to keep calling him Wingtip because that's a way better name. Yeah. Also, we're entering another flashback and they say some of your questions just might be answered. Okay. They're back in olden days model land and it's three days until the seven tournament. And so, um, LaDonna's sick because she just like really wants to see her baby and Wingtip. And Creamy is like, bro, you're about to be coming into intoxabella and you'll be able to see them in secret all the time. Anyway, and LaDonna's like, no, three days is too much because, of course. Right, right. So stupid. She convinces Creamy to go with her to see Wingtip. Mm -hmm. So they have to leave Model Land knowing that their faces will age. But because of her royal blood, she is able to reverse that aging process. So, she tells Creamy, just come with me, I'll make you young again. Don't you worry. Right. And they go, they climb up the wall, they go over. They're instantly aged. It's a
0: harrowing and unsettling experience for Toki to watch even though she's already seen it happen to Desperada. And then the girls are like, "Okay, time to go. Um, we better hurry like the divide is deadly." And I'm wondering like you know, the divide took Creamy and Miracle months to cross. These girls have got three days. And yeah. they seem to really think that they're going to be able to do it. And they do. The next moment, they are in Peppertown later that evening. So, yeah. what took like months and months for these other people to do, they're able to do so quickly. And like, they didn't take a zip zap. Like, we didn't even hear mention of the roller coaster. Remember the roller coaster that Nothing. like swooped Desperado away? I thought there would at least be something like that. But. They apparently cross the diabolical divide in a matter of hours and show up in in the early evening at um, at Ray Faye's house.
1: Yes, and uh, Ladonna's all worried like about her face being hideous, and he's like, "No, you know, I I like you for your voice anyway." Mm-hmm. Again, Prince Eric could never mm-hmm. and. She's like, all right, I'm gonna go get milk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she, uh, she, by the way, Creamy is not allowed in the house, like Creamy's like sitting on the stoop, and then LaDonna like steps out, and it's like, over her shoulder, is like, well, goodbye, sweetie, I'm off to get some baby formula, which is so funny, I'm like, you are home for a matter of hours, and instead of just like spending time with your kid, there's also, why isn't there formula in the house, this dad's doing a terrible job, like she's she's not breastfeeding so whatever like
1: we just we gotta get her out Yeah, she's, she has point. to leave the
0: scene right Creamy sneaks inside Creamy sneaks and she goes to the kitchen she hikes up her dress real high sits on the kitchen counter like uh, spreads her legs and goes
1: I'm in the kitchen <laughs> to
0: to Ray Faye like trying to impersonate LaDonna to like right. seduce him because remember she told him that she likes to break the rules too so Creamy's like getting really slutty And she's trying to seduce Ray Faye and he like comes in holding the baby and like sees her sexily sitting there and like puts the baby off to the side and... Just in
1: another shoot. (laughs) Yeah, just in like
0: another shoot. And Creamy takes that as her opportunity to uh, sexually assault this man.
1: And she's like, I know you were looking at me Um, during the fashion show. I'm a real girl. Um... Ray's like, get off me, you nasty ass, sick girl. (laughs) Like, Tyra has no idea how to write anything, but especially not charming men, because like, in what world will any guy in a book that you're supposed to love call someone a nasty ass, sick girl? Like, he just wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, as mean as she's being, like, he can call her other stuff, but not like this. It just sounds... Wrong for someone who's supposed to be like a gentle, kind person. Right,
0: but it's it right. It, Nasty ass sick girl is now my new like AOL Scream name. Nasty ass sick girl twenty two like X. That's our XM. band yes. name. Yes. Oh, actually, my God. Fuck out playing at a prom near you next year. And
1: oh, one thing we forgot to mention oh, is that Madonna, she's like groping her way out the door, sleeping because she's having trouble being able to see and she says damn age barrier she mutters I think it gave me temporary cataracts so that all happens before she leaves so do you think that that's true do you think it's the aging that gave her cataracts
0: or do you think like she did something with her eyes
1: no I think that's what it is the aging okay yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and
0: we've gotten mention of other things in um, like present day where like at one point CL calls her like blind as a bat and like she's groping she's squinting she's doing all sorts of things to indicate that she doesn't have great vision so I guess okay I you know what I thought I had like a theory I was like well maybe like she gave one of her eyes to the baby or something like that. Like, I don't know. I had all of these like
1: That's still possible, but I think it's just that
0: You're you're probably that, right. I'm probably yeah. overthinking it. Occam's razor. And uh yeah, so she's groping out, she's and then she gropes right back in. She comes back in like during this like sensuous moment where Creamy's like, please, please, please tell me you love me, tell me I'm more beautiful uh and LaDonna shows back up and she goes, They didn't have any formula <laughs> Such a funny errand of hers. <laughs> and she's like, Hello? Like Ray Faye, are you in here? And she finds them canoodling. She she doesn't find formula. She has a, a bottle of milk. That's what she was able to find at the store. Yeah. And she sees them together and she drops the milk and it explodes.
1: Yes, because we needed that moment. Drama. Um, it's dramatic. Drama. I love that. Um, so this guy Wingtip is described as, like, muscular and big and, like, strong. But somehow he can't fend off this, like, 17-year-old, however old she is. Um, And he struggles beneath crema-lotta. And it's crema I just want everyone to know. It's not crema-lotta. It's crema okay?
0: (laughs) You're right. Also, you know what's funny? Like, this is so cartoonish that actually LaDonna walks in, sees... sees, um, sees them together, and then Creamy, while she's being looked at, like, they've already been caught, she maneuvers them so that Ray is on top of her. Like, she uses right. her, like, leg muscles to, like, twist it around so that, like, she looks like she's being pinned down.
1: And I hated that part. It says, specifically, it says, Cream, a lot of screeches, suddenly letting her limbs go slack and rolling so that she was beneath him. You, get off of me! But I guess because we're, they're saying that, like, Maybe, like, Tyra's logic here was, well, LaDonna can't see very well, so maybe she can't tell, but it's still very stupid. Yeah, Creamy should have done Um, that.
0: Cremolotta should have done that, uh, like, before she got caught. That would have made more sense. But, no, Tyra can't give, like, any sense of reality to this. It's all got to be, like, jokey and, like, you know, like, uh, very. it's very Tom and Jerry of her. Yeah. Yeah, so, of course, LaDonna immediately sides with, lot and is like, You're my best friend. I'm sorry, Ray. You're not the man that I thought you were. I cannot believe you would do that to my bestie. And creamy effect, like, is effective in poisoning this
1: relationship. Yeah. And, um, right when she's like, I should have listened to you a uh, model and security has arrived. Um, <laughs> which, where have they been this entire Wait, fucking book? Right. Like, the fact that they got there in, like,
0: within minutes of these people arriving to their, like, safe house, model and security shows up. I'm like, who's model and security?
1: The freaking lesbian pouch girls were es- escaped and were gone for fucking hours and hours. Right. And... Nobody said a thing. Nobody. There was... nobody looking for them. No. Well, you know why? Because they're not
0: royal. And that's what they say. They're like, usually we'd let you, like, idiots go, right? Like, because your aged faces would be punishment enough. All of this is, like, rife with, you know, beauty is not old. Beauty's young, right? They were like, that would be points stuff. But you're... In the same sentence, they're like, normally we let people go, but you're royal descent, so you, we can't let you go. And actually, um, never mind... All of you actually have to come back to Model Land with us. So they're saying, like, two different things, right? Like, one, right. that it's because you're royal that we care about you, but actually we care about everybody. All of us, we, have, we all have to come back for your sick and punishable offense. They are all dragged back to, like, the the crystal skyscraper corridor at Model right. Land for trial, basically.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So it says we, we switch uh, memories, basically. We're in another flashback, yeah. it says... And we're at this place, um, um, the Grand Crystal Hall yeah. of the Board, and then um, so she's like, "So you broke the ultimate rule? Well, a new, a new and,
0: ultimate rule? We just learned about the Cardinal right. Rule. Now there's an ultimate rule."
1: So she's like, um, "She being the queen, yeah." So so she so she tells Ladonna, "Like you have a choice. You can leave Model Land and be with your." with you know wingtip and your baby and just go away um and still look age or you can stay here become an intoxabella mm-hmm. Ladonna hates wingtip right now so she's like fuck that guy i don't want to live with him i'm staying but i don't want him staying with my baby like i don't want him to raise the baby that was so cruel of her but also so, so, so
0: operatic like this all feels like so operatic and like dramatic and, like, a Shakespearean way of, like, not only do I, like, forsake my husband, but I also, like, last twist of the knife, I don't want, like, I, my my baby can't be raised by him either. I actually kind of liked it. It's stupid, because basically, like, Tyra just needed to get the baby out of Wingtip's hands. Um, right. And the reason she gives is, if he does raise my child, he'll raise a heartless child. So she's trying to like do it as an act of like preservation to the baby. Which could right. be poetic. I, I kind I kinda do like that she's that she did this like very brutal act as her like last thing as mother. It, it felt very um over the top to me, but I liked it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was also interesting because like LaDonna is really horrified and the reason why she's horrified is because she can't have both. She can't have her baby and her beauty. Mm-hmm. So she's sacrificing like forget wingtip take him out of the equation she's giving her baby up so that she can be beautiful and that's like so fucking awful and she also has to like deny that the baby's hers at all like she can never sort of go looking for her or anything so right so her mother's like no those are the rules make your choice yeah a lot of that a lot Um, of making your choice Um, yeah, that's another thing that really annoyed me. We'll talk about that. Um, and she makes her choice and she says, like I said before, I'm gonna stay, but I don't want Wingtip to have a baby. Wingtip is fucking devastated. He's like, this is gonna ruin my life. Please don't do this to me. And he gets dragged away. And then Creamy's like, and what about
0: me? The queen is like, what about you, idiot? And Creamy's like, you said you could turn me young LaDonna, like... And LaDonna is like, true, I did. And she petitions her mother to turn Creamy young again, because we should mention that the second the baby's given up, LaDonna's youth returns to her. Like, it's instantaneous. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, Creamy's not afforded the same thing. Basically, the queen's like, I don't give a fuck about you. You, like, can't be helped. And when it becomes clear that, like, LaDonna actually can't follow through on her promise, Creamy flips out. She calls her a lying, selfish, royal bitch. And then... She, like, reaches some sort of, like, mental calmness and very evilly is like, well, in that case, if I'm going to remain ugly forever, then I should tell you that actually, like, your husband never did anything bad to you. He tried to fight me off. I have no idea why he didn't succumb to my womanly wiles, but he resisted me and he was fighting me the entire time. Like, you've betrayed him. Like, he was loyal to till the end.
1: Awful. What a fucking bitch. A bitch and, like... You know? A really bad calculation on Creamy's part because if she knows that this person will one day be the Belladonna, yeah. why not just wait? Keep her by your side so that you can get your youth restored, even if it's in a few years, right? right. Like we know the terms, terms are term five years. Don't, five years, yeah. so it's not that long. It's not ideal, but it's better than forever, right? But of course, she's a fucking moron. So Ladonna is like immediately like, oh my god. Changes her mind, right? Yeah, she wants her baby back. And she's like, I don't care about being in Bella or about my face. Which is, again, what a shitty fucking character. So because she didn't want to be with the father, yeah. her, she was like, fuck my baby. Yeah. I just don't care about her. But if I can be with Ray, it, like She's punishing the baby for what she believed the father to be doing. And I just think that's crazy. You know
0: what I would have done...
1: Like, I feel like, so
0: you're picking up on a really good point, right? Like, they basically needed to make, I don't know how to think through this. LaDonna's choices needed to be, like, either remain beautiful and model and save your baby's life or go back to your husband and, like, the baby dies. Like, that's kind of what they needed to make the choice be. Like, it would have been something along the lines of, like, like the, the queen being like, I can tell that you're really upset with your husband. Like, how about this? Like, I will find your baby a new home. It'll live a privileged, beautiful life you won't be able to see it, you'll have to remain here, but at least your baby will be happy. Like, that would have been the right offer to make her seem somewhat sympathetic. Because we're just ending the scene being like, well, everyone fucking sucks. I don't care about any of these people. I don't know how this has to do with the Tookie story that we've been reading for 500 pages. Like, where does this factor in? And it doesn't really, like, hook into anything. And the result is that we have just a handful of garbage characters, but that could have been a really good chance to, like, make her seem a little bit more sympathetic.
1: 100%. Yeah, like, make her choose between, like, poverty and having, like, nothing, like, with her child, and, like, her child having a bad life, right. or, or even being, like, if, if you stay here, you can send money to the baby or right. something like yeah. that. Like, you can work, like, whatever money you make, I'll put in a fund for the baby. That would have made it make more sense for her to do something like that. But instead, she's like, no, if I can't be with this guy, then fuck the babe. I don't care yeah. what happens yeah. to my child, yeah, like and I'm send like... It elsewhere. What the fuck? Yeah, it's very, um, very, crazy and I'm I'm sort of left wondering what are we supposed to feel about the Belladonna? Because like right now, I feel like we're supposed to feel sympathy for her, according to like Tyra's rules of like writing. Right when in reality she didn't really make her any more sympathetic right. than she was before. I knew nothing about her before just that she liked to sing and she was a statue sometimes. <laughs> now I know that she also didn't care about her baby. Like...
0: <laughs> she likes to sing and she's a statue. Sometimes describes me when I'm on like edibles. <laughs> like,
1: sometimes <laughs> he's singing
0: sometimes he's singing. Like statue <laughs> standing in a waterfall <laughs> like it's, those are the uh, my two moods but i so uh, the answer i think here's the answer to your question the whole point of this we get some moralizing at the very end in the form of the queen being like you chose the wrong friend ladonna like it's all about which friend you choose and who's loyal and she points at percy who's suddenly in the scene like like old-timey percy who's now a manicant Uh, Mm -hmm. in, in, like, the background, and was like, your friend got turned into a mannequin because, like, you couldn't stand up for her when you needed to, which, again, I don't think is fair. But, like, meanwhile, you chose to, like, stand by Creamy. Like, that's the person who betrayed you. Like, you chose wrong. But then she's like, but also you chose right because you chose to become the Belladonna in the future. But it's all about, for the lessons that we're learning here, it's all about basically shaming her for not choosing the loyal friend, which feels so removed when a literal baby has plopped into a toilet. Like, I don't know why this had to be, that's just not the lesson that I'm learning, like, reading this. I'm learning that everyone kind of sucks, except Percy got, like, raw-dogged by these weird weird rules,
1: right? Right, (laughs) because also she's like, you should have chosen the the loyal friend, the loyal friend who you, like, fucked over for no reason. So then if you know that, why did you do what you did to Percy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so ridiculous. And like the whole like you can't change your mind. Like you've already chosen. That's yeah, that's it. A, I can't change a lot the rules. Of that. Nope. It's so annoying to me because it's like there's no there's nothing binding her to do to doing that, right? Like we don't even know enough about the Queen Belladonna to know that like she won't change her mind or like once she's made a ruling, she doesn't budge, like we've only just met her for the first time and just know she's a massive bitch right that's all we know about her but like that's not enough to like make a huge life-changing decision they could have added some like magical contract or whatever the fuck like made her sign something again little mermaid moment like have like make it legal but like no it's just like you can't change your mind even though it just happened two seconds ago and also consistently oh my
0: god This is what's frustrating me about this. We've talked about this before, but tension comes from characters having to either choose from two really good choices or two really bad choices. There's no tension when the choice is between something really good and really bad because we know what the obvious choice is. So consistently, these characters are choosing the, like better-ish on their you know on their logic the better option and then a second after they're learning new information that then would have changed their choice so it's a gotcha moment instead which has no tension because where tension comes from is a character like having to choose something really difficult not this whole like gotcha moment and like it should be it should be characters it really should be tookie or like any character but really tookie like what would make it this interesting book is if we saw Toki's reasoning for why she had to do certain things or like saw LaDonna's reasoning for why she had to do certain things and we could sympathize with her it made sense to us too and then later down the line maybe we find out that there's like other information that she didn't have that makes it so heartbreaking that like she had to choose what was best for her in that moment and ultimately like screwed herself over right like that's where dramatic tension comes from not like okay like pick between like A or B and then like suddenly there's a C option a second later like after she chooses and they're like ha well you didn't ask about C stupid bitch and I'm like this just feels like the annoying kid at recess who like thought yeah. that that was a magic trick but it's not a magic trick it's just fucking annoying yeah
1: and it's lying too right because yeah. you're you... anyway could you imagine having to revise this book I <laughs> no I don't want to that. think like, about it like imagine they give you this manuscript and they're like make this good yeah. it would be such a nightmare
0: the whole book feels like prank after prank but it's like annoying pranks
1: I think that she definitely was very proud of herself while doing it. And you as well. yeah, she thinks she
0: really pulled it. Like she's cackling about it too. But the rest yeah. of us are just like irritated and are like, Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: So where are
0: we? So they this like gotcha moment happens, the Belladonna's like, You should have chosen your actual friend and LaDonna's like, Please, Percy, give me the baby, give me the baby, one last kiss for the baby, one last caress for the baby and Percy's like, No, sorry.
1: Yeah, and um, so the queen, uh, Belladonna, is like, "You've made your choice, my dear," and like tells her her fate. Basically, she's going to be a famous Belladonna. She's going to rule the land with a capital L, and she will uphold the principle of Model Land and redefine the face of beauty every five years. <laughs> she's like, "You chose correctly." It was like you didn't really give her a choice, though, did no. you? Because you didn't give her all the info. You, you tricked her into this, um, yeah. So yeah, and Ladonna's like, "What about my eyesight? I can hardly see a thing." And the Queen Belladonna is like, I think I'll leave your sight as it is so you can remember what you've done. And it says your face as a future in Toxabella is for others to see and enjoy, after all, not you. And that feels very sort of like Indicative of like how this book presents beauty in general. Yeah. Like everyone else should know you're beautiful, but you should never know right. it yourself. Because yeah. if you do, then you're gonna become like Zarpeza or you're gonna die, like the three friends who thought they were good enough for Model Land. Like you can never know you're good enough. Right. And right. then LaDonna's like, What about my baby? And the mom's like, She'll be safe, yeah. but gone forever. You'll never lay eyes on the child again.
0: Yes. And She's like, please let me just have it, like, one more kiss. And the queen's, like, stopping dramatic. And LaDonna continues being dramatic. She sinks to her knees. Mm-hmm. This is the last graph of the, of the chapter. She goes, LaDonna sank to her knees as Percy vanished on the long hallway with her child in her arms. Give her back to me. Give me back my... CL! CL! CL's the <laughs> baby! Which, like, I didn't see coming. I mean, did you goops and gangs. I did not the know gooped? no oh my god I was like okay let's think about what clues we had right like we knew that the baby had gray eyes right and
1: but we just found But that we just out. found that out like,
0: did we know that CL had gray eyes I thought she I had... think
1: we I think we did but I don't remember I'm sure it was, was be mentioned because
0: every like the one thing that we know about every single character is their eye color. Is their eye Even, color. Yeah,
1: that's very important. Right, and
0: so, like, I bet that detail is somewhere in there, and if maybe we were reading this a little quicker, I would have connected that, but I was, I thought we were reading about Tukey. I was like, this is Tookie, her eyes are gray, because, like, babies sometimes have, like, different colored eyes, and then they mature into their actual eye color, like... You know,
1: Or they were changed or something. Right, and like
0: Wingtip has this like strange stalker relationship with Tookie. And like Creamy obviously has like all this animosity towards Wingtips. Like all of these people are oriented around Tookie. So, you know, the obvious choice is that like Tookie's the baby. But then Tookie's not yeah. the baby. And I was like, Tyra, you fucking got
1: me. You got me. I do still think... This is my theory yeah. now. I think that Creamy... And I mean I think that Tookie and CL are still related And I think it's because Wingtip and Chris crabat are brothers Because Why do they Like I know that they had him do acrobatics To make us like trick us into thinking he was Chris But in the similar way that like We knew Creamy was Creamy Because she's dancing around like Miracle Maybe they both are good at like gymnastics because they're brothers making uh Tookie and Ciel cousins. Maybe. I don't know. I mean I think that would make sense so then I'm probably wrong. I'm
0: wondering my biggest fear is that we're not going to learn Tookie's origin. That like this has all been a story about like Ciel and that like the book is going to end with Tookie being like but who am I and then that's going to be like a book two type of thing. Uh, because we're learning like basically like I don't I think about writing this way where like I'm like you get to the end of the book, like you've only got so many like cached secrets in characters and we're slowly opening up all these like treasure troves of secrets, right? Between like Creamy, the Belladonna, so, yeah, like we're learning all their backstories and I'm like, oh my god, who's left for us to like open up to learn Tookie's origin? And I don't I can't I mean Zarpesa, I don't know. Like who who's around to like sort of tell that story? And so I'm nervous that we're not gonna find the origin of Tookie.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're probably a hundred percent right and that is gonna make me really angry, but what what can I well, do? Just write write a strongly worded letter to to, Tyra. to Bankable Productions. I think Bankable
0: Productions I, I think that I think that like creamy no, I think that C L and Tookie are gonna be the same person. Like separated by like time travel or something like that.
1: What? I
0: do because so much of like Tyra's narrative is that like now she's a supermodel but she wasn't and she always looks for that like weird gawky beauty to like grow into and like you know this book is such like navel gazing to begin with that it just wouldn't surprise me to find out that like the mentor character is also the protagonist but in just like two separate forms or something like that like they're gonna be like sisters or something like that.
1: I well, that's what I was thinking too. Like sisters or related in some sure. way. That's what, and that was something that I have thought from like the very beginning, like that they were going to be related somehow. But I'm also assuming that Chucky is supposed to be special, and like so far, like she's not. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm looking forward to finding out. I think that you know we've got a few more chapters. At this point, the the revelations are coming fast and thick, and I. I hate that it's also, like, all of these things plus, like, weird names, like, Creamy, Crem- of Depicata, but, you know, you, you gotta take whatever you get. We're at the very end of Model Land and there, it's just, it's just time to, time to really buckle up and focus and try to piece these things together too, so.
1: <laughs> so do you have, do you have a rose and a thorn for this chapter? <sighs> I
0: think my rose is that I really do like seeing the backstory to these characters. Ultimately, I feel like the these characters have like a, kind of a really more interesting story than Toki does. They want things. They're holding secrets from one another. There's, like, actual betrayals. I was, like, I was flipping these pages trying to see what happened with these characters. So that's kind of my roses. It's one of the few times in this book where I really felt... I didn't take a single note the first time I read this. I just read the whole chapter. Yeah, me either. Start to finish, and it was really enjoyable because uh, the scandal was so great. My thorn is that Creamy's character is just so bad so bad like
1: mm. I
0: really liked Creamy kind of up until this point because I was like she's a woman she's a bitch on a mission and like I can appreciate that she's competent. she's one of the few people we we're talking about this in discourse she's one of the few people in the book that's like good at what they're doing has a goal right. and is like striving to achieve it and then in this like Creamy's logic is just all over the place because she simply mm. serves as villain to everyone's story so like she's the slut she's the betraying friend like she you know she is old right like she's the only one who ends on on the old space and like uh, and of course right because there has to be like something so irredeemable about her and i think that even your villains need to have like an understandable ethos in order to make them feel like realistic like you should kind of get why they do what they do but we don't really get that with creamy we simply get like kind of like horny girl with like an old face running around like tackling men it just doesn't make any sense and and it could have made sense I think like the whole choice that like these girls were given that the queen gave LaDonna like there were ways to make this make a lot more sense if Tyrod spent like a few more words on it and it just doesn't feel like any of that logic's there and the result is this like caricature that I don't like
1: yeah I agree with you I'm gonna say my rose is the CL reveal I just I thought it was fun that was great
0: That was great. Um, Bravo,
1: Tyra. I wasn't wasn't expecting it, so I loved Mm -hmm. that. What can I pick as my thorn? There are, again, so many to choose from. I really don't like the characterization of the Queen Belladonna. And, like, I think that what we're seeing in this chapter, like, sort of, like, the culmination of the poor world building is sort of translate to like what this chapter has become right because we don't know any of these rules we don't know what the queen belladonna was like we don't know any of these like pre-established things that would have made everything that happened in this book feel so much more scary to us like if we had fear of the queen belladonna seeing her show up when her daughter's like having a baby in the toilet would have been really scary but we don't know anything about her um I think having these, like, sort of, like, established characters, what they're, like, what the rules of the world are supposed to be, Mm -hmm. which we, we can't just find out the rules before somebody breaks them.
0: Yes. Right? It's so irresponsible.
1: So, it's, um, especially because we're watching them break them in, in retrospect, because, like, she already got with wingtip, like, months or years ago we don't know when it happened we're seeing the results of that rule breaking not the initial decision to break the rules Uh even Uh so um i'm just gonna say i'll say the queen belladonna but like and her like reaction to everything and her like insistence that like once you make a decision you can never change your mind about it but like really it's just the world building that has led us to this moment having to unfold the way that it has because really Tyra backed herself into a corner. She needed to, uh, sort of explain all of these things to us now because she didn't in the beginning of the book, so. Damn. I mean, but, I yeah. mean,
0: damn it. But I, you know, this ends on a high note. I can't wait to see what happens next. I'm gonna, like, after we hang up, I'm probably gonna, like, leaf through, like, the first couple of pages just cause I wanna, I wanna Yeah, learn.
1: me too. We don't have, we don't have many pages to go, yeah. so we've got, like, less than 40 pages to read. Yeah. To finish the book, so everybody, you know, stick with us because we're stick almost there. Us. We're
0: so close. So, this is chapter 43. We are looking ahead. We're going to release an official schedule for some listen alongs for the final three episodes. Uh, I won't say the dates yet because we want to do a little bit more uh, reading just to make sure that, like, we kind of group them together and that we have time enough for all the stuff that we want to talk about as Model Land wraps up. But those will be coming in uh july and maybe in august so check us out on discord we're going to post everything there it'll be on social media too so you can find how to listen to the listen-alongs uh wherever we post them in a little while and uh speaking of socials twitter we are bad author pod instagram we are bad author book club our site is bad author dot all of our episodes are up on anchor.fm under bad author book club but they're also on spotify and apple podcasts please rate and like and boost the show so that more and more people can find it and if you would like to follow me ryan my insta twitter and tiktok are all under one handle and that is the ryan lasala and you can also find me online at www.ryanlasala.com uh, my site has all the information on where to find my books if you all can listen to this and then pre-order the honeys if you haven't already that would be fantastic that's my book coming out August 16th
1: Woohoo! so excited about yeah. that I have ordered my various outfits for your launch I'm events. more excited about um... your outfits
0: than I am about my own book <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And my website is ClarabelleOrtega.com. Please go buy Witchlings, Go Squad, and pre order Frizzy.
0: Woo! Oh, so exciting. Well, we will be back next week with another exciting episode of Model Land Hot Queens. We love, love, love you.
1: Bye. See you next week.